Welcome. You are now aboard the Sub Club Submarine Spaceship. We will be your tour guides on a quantum journey to reprogram our subconscious minds. Please keep your arms and hands inside the subship at all times until you are safely docked in your castle's subship port upon arrival at heaven on earth. Thank you and enjoy the ride. Hi everyone, welcome or welcome back to Brainwash Yourself. We are so happy to have you here for a very special episode. My name is Callista. I'm here with my co-host Annika. Hello everyone. And we have a very special guest today, Marissa Indigo. Marissa, I really have to thank you not only for coming on the podcast, but for everything that you share. You are like such a therapist to me and I was so happy and grateful to have found your videos like beyond any other if you're a regular on the podcast you have definitely heard me mention Marissa Indigo many many times so this is a really exciting episode for us and just moment and um Marissa is amazing she offers these energy updates on YouTube as well as many many other services and all her credentials are absolutely insane. She's trained in Ayurveda. She has learned so many, you know, healing arts and modalities from so many interesting sources. So we'll see if we get into that, but we'll definitely put her bio and link to some other things in the description of this episode. But um, we would love to just hear, you know, beginning of a new year, 2023, you're so gifted at tuning into the present energies and offering supportive messages. And we would love to hear anything that is present for you to share. Yay. Wonderful. Well, thank you both so much for having me. Uh, It's an honor and I'm so excited. I love connecting. I love conscious communication and, and all of the connection and just to support everyone because we're really in some interesting times, you know, there's so much that's shifting And I would love to share a few things about what I have been feeling into for this year. Uh, If if you'd like to go in that direction to begin. Definitely. Please. Yes. I can't wait. Okay. Well, thank you. Thank you again so much for having me. Um, It's really exciting to connect. So, so hi everyone. Uh, Welcome. Um, Aloha. Uh, My name is Marissa Indigo and I could say a lot of things about what I do, um, but essentially to try to break it down. Uh, It's just like the podcast name, Brainwash Yourself, right? So I'm a deprogrammer. We're all in this process of deprogramming ourselves. And one of the biggest themes that we're starting, I think a lot of us are starting to become more consciously aware of is we're shifting from a linear reality, a linear process of functioning to a quantum one. And oh boy, like that is just a totally, you know, a very interesting and kind of a lucid and fluidity kind of like whole new way of of functioning really. Um, So I'm not sure about any of you guys, but this year it has become so obvious. I mean, right out the gate, we had like three X-class flares, like the first week of January. And it was like, I'm cracking up because my family, everyone is starting to need more time to rest. They're starting to notice like, oh my gosh, I just don't have any energy right now kind of thing. And I'm laughing. I'm like, well, welcome to, you know, the quantum reality where we're starting to realize just how much we are energy beings. We are, you know, really who and what we are, are energy beings having a physical experience, right? Mm -hmm. And so 
<laughs> this year, that's going to become even more apparent. And I also thought it would be really helpful to talk about the Chinese astrology of this year is the water rabbit. And it's exciting to have a water year. And um, just so that we can support our families, our communities, our friends, whether or not they are using the same languaging, you know, as us, we can still kind of translate it into words and be present for them. A lot of water this year means a lot of emotion, a lot of emotion. And so we can start to do the inner work ourselves, you know, getting more acquainted with our emotions, kind of these deep oceans that we are, <laughs> right? Uh, but also supporting others and, you know, people of all ages, different generations, they're all having really unique experiences with this process of consciousness uh, based on their own programming, right? Based on when they grew up, whether they're younger or older, um, very interesting. So uh, do you have any questions yet? I have a whole list and I don't want to just like talk, you know, so if you have any, any questions or anything. <laughs> well, I love it. Honestly, I was just saying to Annika before this episode, like if she comes on and we ask her like, what's the present energies and she talks for an hour, that would be my ideal. That would be my oh, okay. ideal episode. But just to oh, add okay. like, um, yeah. a little context, when you say the ex-class flares, yeah. you're talking about the solar flares and the solar weather, which I think is yes. You know, Thank so, so interesting how that affects us. And you have an amazing YouTube video on your channel of kind of like the 101 of kind of dealing with that. So if anyone is curious about that or a beginner that resonates with them, I would definitely encourage you to check it out and we'll link that in the description. But with that said, I definitely, well, Anika, do you have any questions? No, I completely agree. Like, yeah, we're riveted. Okay. So please Go continue. On. Oh, oh, okay. All right. Well, thank you. Yeah, I just, I don't want to like, you know, hog the, hog the mic or anything, but. It's all so, for you today. Yeah. Okay. No, okay. Well, thank, thank, to, yeah, thank have you. you. So, you know, when we start to look at, okay, this is a watery year, there's going to be a lot of emotion. Um, really supporting everyone in their consciousness journey of tapping into their feelings because for so long we were functioning, again, this is kind of going into the linear versus quantum experience, but a lot of us, you know, we're functioning kind of more just in our heads and not very in touch with our emotions. So depending on the generation, the person, uh, people are coming into their hearts for the first time. They're coming into their emotions, maybe for some of the first times of their life, and they're very strong. And then you take into account all of the world shifts, right? And there's just so much. And so it can be a lot for people. It can be very overwhelming for people. So just wanting to support everyone to honor their emotions and start to feel more comfortable being a feeler, right? Because for so long, we were always programmed, you know, that our vulnerabilities were a weakness, right? or they weren't, you know, being sensitive or, or whatever, you know, all these different words for things of essentially being aware. These are our gifts. Our gifts are coming online more strong than they ever have. And it can be a lot for everyone. So with the water, Kuan Yin comes through, having a lot of compassion for ourselves and one another. And that's where the uh, energy, like really starting to notice that we're energy beings is coming forth because it's all about the body this year. If you're familiar with my work, the last few years I've been sharing about the body and the light body, which is the nervous system, how it's linked with our, our, our the light of our spirit, you know, and becoming light beings, like all of these fun, like fanciful terms for essentially becoming more of an awakened and conscious society, you know, on an individual level and then a collective level. So for a few years, I've been saying, hey, guys, we got to get ready because the body is going to be going through a lot with the solar weather. All of these things are impacting us. You know, they wear us out. We're having all of this stuff happening at a cellular level and our bodies are amazing. They're very powerful and they were made, they're made for this entire process. And I talk about this in the Solaria course and um, a book I'm, I'm almost done with, 
about how we through throughout time humanity has had this cycle happen before of these solar changes and all of this stuff and some people will talk about the solar flash you know and really that's an individual process like that's a whole other thing we could get into um but I'll stick with the rabbit year instead of that rabbit hole for now. Um, <laughs> but just really, you know, like what we want to focus on and be aware of is that we're going to start to become more aware of our energy than we ever have in our lives. And there's some surrender that has to happen with this where, you know, before we were really disconnected, right? Kind of dis literally disembodied from the body. And what's happening is our consciousness is landing in the body. Our soul, our light, the light of our spirit is starting to get ready to come and descend down into the body so that we don't live in a cube in our head anymore. And that can be kind of jarring and strange because we're used to functioning a certain way and like pushing our bodies, you know, and having expectations of what's possible. And all of a sudden we're noticing things like random, like, oh my gosh, you know, the fluorescent lights at the store, like feel like they're kind of wearing me out. Or I don't have a lot of social time or social energy when I go out in public, depending on where I go or who I'm with. I don't have energy to work out today, you know, like just starting to calm down and not judge the process and honor the body, like honor the body more than anything, really important. And again, this, this is a struggle for our old way of functioning, our old expectations, right? How we defined ourselves, our experience. I mean, it's essentially all of the definitions of self, definitions of functioning, uh, what it means to be here having a physical experience. All of these things are up for a, a review. And uh, one of the things I say is, you know, if we can get comfortable or as, as comfortable as one can in the discomfort that is dissolving what we knew before and allowing everything to be new, that's part of new earth, new functioning, new consciousness, new awareness, new gifts, new spidey senses, right? Mm -hmm. Our ESP, our HSP, all of these things are going to start to get even more activated. And then you have the emotions on top of it. And then you have the fact that our body sometimes, like I call it pancake mode, because mm -hmm. you're just like, the spine is like, no, I'm not going to be vertical. Like vertical is being linear. So then sometimes the spine's like, oh no, we're receiving a lot of information. I got to be horizontal. And so I call it a bed desk, you know, having the laptop, having the whole setup to be able to function from bed, right? These are things that are kind of bizarre and hilarious adjustments, but, it, you know, they're becoming more normalized. So as this year began, I was really cracking up because, you know, my mom, my stepdad, my daughter, like all kinds of people that would just like kind of, they, they wouldn't roll their eyes at me when I talk about these experiences, you know, like, oh, I just don't have the energy, but they, they couldn't quite understand. And now the connections are starting to happen. And people that don't usually nap, they're like, oh, gosh, I kind of I feel like a nap. Right. And so then the whole thing is, can we allow our consciousness to surrender? And there's different aspects of our consciousness. Right. As we know, but really trusting the body and really honoring and then honoring and being like, oh, gosh, I don't have the energy I, I need. I have this huge to do list when do we not have a huge to-do list right so mm -hmm. then that may cause anxiety to us like well how am I going to get through all the things I have to do and so there becomes this feeling in becoming feelers really feeling through like an actual feeling in like how does that sound when I think of this how do I feel does it feel energizing does it feel depleting does it feel like something that isn't perhaps a priority in this moment and what is a priority like we're really going to start learning how to navigate as energy beings and prioritizing where the energy has to go and then um finding ways to rebuild ourselves whether that's beauty of nature, you know, resting, meditation, beautiful healing music, you know, color, 
um, rainbows, you know, like whatever lights you up, like literally lights you up is going to start to support you in uh, replenishing your battery, superfoods, right? Making sure we're getting in good living water. Like there's so many facets of this and it's just interesting that it's getting a lot more physical now, like for everyone, you know, over time. So just want to support everyone in that because that's going to change how we live our lives. You know, like having to just surrender with whatever's going on with the, the solar activity, however our bodies are doing. One of the things that's really amazing and interesting is when we'll have a conscious revelation, like we'll have this amazing realization or epiphany and it rocks our world and we're so ecstatic and we feel so expanded and just like, oh my gosh, you know, everything's making more sense to me or I feel more free. This is beautiful, expansive moments. Well, the shift happens to our consciousness first, and then the body has to catch up. So you could have this amazing revelation of something very precious and sacred and magical and inspiring. And then a few days later, you may almost feel like you have the flu or some kind of a symptoms like that, because now the body has to rewrite what you just consciously brought into yourself with that conscious, because light is consciousness, right? Talk about E equals MC squared, that photonic light is consciousness. And so why the last few years I've been telling people like we've got to get ready for a whole new frequency coming into the body is because this consciousness is light and we were more dense before, you know, everything, how we function, the quality of things that we thought about, how we behaved, how we communicated with others. Like we're really coming out of a dark age, you know, into like blasted, you know, like blasted open with a lot of light and awareness and information. And uh, it, it's a lot, um, but it's really exciting. Um, some other things about this year, some of the phrases were crystalline everything, crystalline everything, meaning like crystal clear clarity in our consciousness, in our expectation and in, in how we are perceiving our experience. And so right now, it still hasn't felt like the new year. And I'm like cracking up because usually I would do monthly energy reports and all these things. And I had to tell people, I'm like, you know, it still doesn't feel like the new year for me. Like, this is the first year where it feels like the new year is really going to kick off for all of us in the spring equinox in the North mm. Northern hemisphere, you know, like that's when it's really going to like bang, bang, bang. We're going to go. We're, so we're having this like extended pause from the winter solstice of last year to equinox spring equinox of this year. And it's a really precious time for our deprogramming to really get into that quiet kind of, um, hibernating I'm seeing like the bear you know hibernating and yet there's also these elements where we're feeling the energies are starting to move forward but not quite and there's a lot of dynamic tension so a lot of people I know colleagues and clients and friends and family in the community they're like oh my gosh like I'm so ready to bloom and to burst and it's just not yet happening and I'm like you know trying not to just you know get frustrated with all of it like you start to see just how sensitive you actually are to energy. We're just learning how, how sensitive we are. It's actually true for everyone. It's just, we didn't have a languaging for it before, right? Or we didn't know how to define it or, or anything. Um, another thing I wanted to share, this is the seven, right? The seven year, 2023. Wow. And that's about our mastery. How much have we studied? How much have we learned? Well, we're always going to learn more and explore more, but this is the year to really apply what we have learned, start to really master, right, our emotions. And we're going to have a lot of opportunities for that, for sure, you know, with the yin, the water rabbit of the year, these energies. Mm -hmm. And that all ties into the body too, because this year is watery on purpose. If we look at the grand scheme of how the cosmos have arranged everything beautifully, 
the next two years are going to be really explosive fiery years. So this is a year almost to kind of like recuperate from the last few years and all the bizarre stuff we're seeing, experiencing, you know, all of it kind of like recuperate, rebuild our batteries and our light, learn new, like deep self intimacy when it comes to self-care you'll start to notice things like I'm, I'm feeling kind of like depleted or I'm feeling kind of crabby. Like maybe I need some alone time. I call it sacred hermit time, you mm -hmm. know, take time away. Like just tell your family, say, Hey, you know, I'm going to, and whatever languaging works for you, but I, you know, I'm going to just kind of sit with my thoughts or I'm going to journal for a little while, or you can use whatever languaging you want. I'll just tell my family a bit. I'm processing. I'm in a processing mode. Just <laughs> be like, you don't want to be around me. I'm processing, you know, as we're navigating and, and and looking at what am I feeling? Where is this coming from? Like there's, there's just so much going on. So this year is really the year to gather ourselves and have a little bit more space to prepare because the next couple of years are going to be really high octane. Right. And so we want to rebuild. And we also want to get these practices in place where we're starting to be more comfortable with things like, like this took me a long time to, to get comfortable with, like the notion that it could take several hours a day to half of the day for me to get my energy in order, for me to get aligned, to feel like, okay, yes, I'm in my best place that I can bring to everyone, right? And so that alignment with our inner peace, like all these different words for this, our highest self, it, it may take some time to cultivate this. And this is building a relationship, you know, with our highest aspect our best and greatest self right that we want to bring and share so we start to learn like oh my gosh it actually takes time and effort to cultivate that you know mm -hmm. so there's a lot of new <laughs> a lot of new ways of functioning that we got to trust the process and the ego may not like a lot of it our programming may not like a lot of it and you just say oh yeah thanks for your input you know but I'm going to drive for a little bit you know and just just do your best to play one of my mentors many years ago, she had the, the most wonderful, funny phrases. And she would say, let's put the fun back in dysfunction mm -hmm. because we all have it, right? It's part of the human experience, right? We came to learn and to forget and to remember and all of this. And so the more we can have an attitude of gratitude and also just fun, you know, just it's fun. Sometimes it's a freak show. Yes. Like, <laughs> you know, just getting less out of like less judgment and more um, kind of like we have just arrived on a new planet and we're taking it all in, you know, and just taking it all in with fresh eyes, <laughs> you know, and an open mind and an open heart. Um, mm -hmm. another, another phrase that came through, which was quite, I was like, Oh, that's quite profound. So I know many of you guys are maybe familiar with the harmonic convergence. Now that happened 35 years ago in 1987 in August. And every year, uh, like the, the teens of the month of August are the harmonic convergence. Now, so we've heard of that. Okay. I have, but I would love if you could like speak a couple words on what it is and what it meant for, for the yeah. planet. Yeah, so uh, an amazing, amazing man who I appreciate so much. His body of work is just unbelievable. Um, thanks to his work is how I've learned about the Mayan Galactic Calendar and a lot of these different systems for expansion that were coming from Star Family, from the Cosmic Maya. So his name is Dr. Jose Arwellis. And him and his wife in the 70s were actually the ones that created Earth Day. I mean, they're like so amazing, like the World Peace Day. So he... he shared a prophecy that was coming from the ancient cosmic Maya about the harmonic convergence, um, which also has to do with 2012. It's like certain alignments of our planet and our solar system going into the photon belt, which is all that photonic light that's been happening since 2012. 
So a very specific alignment happened in 1987 and uh, healers and mystics and light keepers from all over the world were called to places like Sedona, um, Stonehenge, you know, all these sacred sites. And there were just like thousands of people at this year banding together. They were just called, like they felt this like soul call to go to this place and anchor. And so according to this, the shift actually happened all the way back then. But the cycles have to happen more and more and more and more because everything happens in the, you know, kind of energetic or the etheric realms. And it takes a while to crystallize into the physical, right? That's the slowest frequency is the physical reality, you know? Mm -hmm. So 1987 was massive. Then that led to 2012. And then now here we are, you know, now uh, last year was 10 years since 2012. So, so for a lot of people, this is going to be another 2012 for the next waves of awakening people that are pulling out of the, like, they're starting to see like, this system is kind of weird. Like nothing works. Like it doesn't seem like it's really made for anybody. Like this is strange. You know, they're going to start to continue to awaken. So that harmonic convergence at that time in 1987 was kind of more of like a uh, an anchoring of this whole prophetic event for the planet and also the galaxy. So it was much more of a galactic kind of in a communal collective effort of anchoring the light in. So what was interesting was November, December of last year, the words were harmonic convergence of the individual. So what they were sharing is that the year of 2023, the seven year, is where we're really invited to step up into our mastery and to start to bring the pieces of ourselves together so that we're living, breathing, walking, sharing, working, like everything that we are and that we talk about and that we breathe and share and, and our, our professional, like all these expressions of our being and the human experience are aligned. They're all unified. So there's no longer these schisms between like, well, when I'm here, I'm this person. And when I'm here, I'm this, right? So that's what they're saying is like, this is this opportunity for each of us individually now. It's time for this to anchor on the individual level for us to each have our own harmonic convergence of ourself, our highest truths, highest authentic self-expression, and just really honoring that. And that kind of also parlays into the ideals of the Aquarian age, where each of us is an individual and we really are embracing ourselves and loving all of ourselves, the dysfunctions, the quirks, like the weird stuff, like everything that we are, like we're no longer judging ourselves. And that also allows everyone else to, you know, have that freedom to be who they are also. And then also it's like individual and collective. So my individual freedom serves the collective freedom. Like there's this interesting like ocean and drop kind of like drop of the ocean and whole ocean dynamic with this. Mm -hmm. That's the harmonic convergence. We had 35 years ago, galactic global activation starting to seed these light codes in. And now it's time for the individuals to rise and to bloom, you know, and to really start to live from a whole new uh, consciousness perspective where we feel everything. And this is going to be new for a lot of people, like even my stepdad, he's like having this heart opening and he's like, oh my gosh, I, I didn't realize like I was carrying grief from, you know, decades ago and it's just really beautiful. And even though we don't have a languaging and we're really different generations and all of this, just that presence of holding space and being kind and compassionate to someone and having your heart open to them helps them to feel safe to also open up. And that's kind of part of that Aquarian of like when we embody our truth and our love and we love ourselves, that's that self-love, that's that self-care, which is so huge this year, that gives others permission, you know, and kind of almost like an osmosis kind of way to also feel safe to do the same. So it's really cool. And it's like, you know, the Buddha said, well, if you want to help everyone, like you want to change the world, focus on your own enlightenment. 
And it's true because what we do for ourselves impacts the collective. You know, the more that we liberate ourselves, it supports it becoming more easy for others and for other waves of consciousness to follow and other generations. So cool. Um, 100%. I love everything you are saying. <laughs> thank you. Um, another one for this year, just say no to fear. This is the time to decide, okay, am I in fear? Am I in love and trusting? The more we expand, the more amazing opportunities we're shown, like risk-taking, then there's this internal investigation that has to happen where it's like, okay, oh, this is scary. It's new. It's also kind of what I've always wanted, you know, but can I trust it? Can I be willing to let my, my love be greater than my fear? And for a lot of us, this is repatterning trauma patterning, right? So a lot of work with the vagus nerve, like breath work would be really supportive for people. Also uh, the Tai Chi gung, which I share, like I've been part of a, a lamasery for over a year. And the Tai Chi gung practice is, it's an actual heirloom energetic management system. So when I say Tai Chi gung, people always either hear Tai Chi or Qi gung, the, 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 the piece that they're most familiar with. But what's interesting about this system is it's an heirloom. It's it's all of it. It's Tai Chi Gung. And what happened was somewhere along the line, someone saw the practices and like everything that has happened in the modern times, things get watered down and they get distorted. So when people are doing one or the other, they're not getting the full effect, right, of working with breath and working with energy of creation. So that's really, really, really supportive, the Tai Chi Gung practice, because it helps us to see, yes, I am an energy being, wow. And I'm starting to feel like that energy of that, even like that thought, even that old habitual thought, like that's not worth the energy expenditure anymore. Like it makes us really aware of choosing mindfully, really starting to see that we even have the luxury of choice. Because how long in our lives did we feel like we had no choices, right? Other than to operate in this bizarre matrix cookie cutter fashion and do our best to fit in. And it's like, we're all star shapes trying to fit into like a cube shape and it doesn't work. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> you know, uh, so all of this is part of this linear to quantum. Um, it's weird in the best sense because our brains are trying to figure it out. We're trying to figure out solutions and think our way through things. And if we could save people so much frustration and angst by letting them know that the brain is a computer and it's really good for like calculating, but it's not good for figuring out because it only gets tiny little pieces and it can only actually reference from the past, right? We know this when we look at like uh, the limbic, you know, and the more reptilian brains that are based on survival. Um, that's not our highest capacity for receiving information. So this is all part of that linear to quantum that we want to feel our way through things. And most of us, we're learning how to feel because we're still trying to think like, you know, we're seeing more and more like we use words and we're not even actually feeling the words that we're using. Like we actually don't even know what we're talking about. They're just words that we've learned and heard, but we're not feeling the impact, you know, you know, so it's pretty wild because we start to see this is all part of being a conscious being and being a conscious creator and a co-creator with the universe, you know, with source, whatever phrasing you like to use with this. Um, so the biggest thing is doing our best to start to uh, feel into what would be a multidimensional perspective of this. So you always want to look when you're at a crossroads, new things are coming in, you've got to make decisions. 
well, which perspective am I in right now? Like which lens, if you know, what pair of glasses do I have on? Is this the old me that like maybe feels small and like not as empowered and maybe I'm referencing from some traumatic experiences, you know, or some negative experiences, or is this more of the bigger picture me that feels more connected, that feels more trusting, that knows the universe has my back. So there's a lot of uh, assessing all the time. <laughs> you know, I wrote an article called the prism, like the prism, I'll show you these awesome goggles. These are these awesome steampunk goggles that I got for Halloween. Oh, so epic. I, like, I love cool. looking through things like that. Yeah. yeah. So, so this is like what we want to try to imagine when we're presented with anything and you're trying to decide or feel in to like, well, is this appropriate? Is this a good idea? These kinds of questions we have, you want to run it through a bunch of lenses to make sure to really feel in, you know? Yeah. So those, those are some of the notes I had. So anything you want to go deeper on or anything? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, I mean, it all resonated so much with me. And I think that we speak a lot on the podcast about the quantum reality and kind of talk about, we also talk about certain things too, like um, different tools, different tips, different techniques and routines and habits, but it comes a point where um, it's so true. You know, you have, you have what has been working for you and you know that in your mind, but in the moment, you can't reference what has been working in the past and apply it. You, it's like, what does the body need right now? And I love that so yeah, much to yeah. the body, mm-hmm. not getting so caught up in the thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really just loved everything you share. I could go, you know, I do have questions and more I want to talk about. I want to see what Annika's first reaction. Yeah, is. yeah, yes. please. Um, wow. So many things were just so on point for me. I have to reference when you were talking about the working horizontally. I am, there's something that hits so different about working in bed. And I just feel like so much of what you were discussing around, like being able to be like really present to what we need in the moment. I've been tuning into that so much about like, how can I create a life where like there is that flexibility where I can give myself what I need in the moment and like have more sovereignty over uh, my day and my moment so that I can really honor that for myself. And and I really, yeah, just envision that for myself and for everybody who feels like they need that. Because I think I completely agree. We're moving into a space where we're becoming so much more aware of our sensitivity and kind of once you see the things that you are actually needing and desire to give those to yourself. It's like, it's just a whole other world. It it becomes hard to like live in, in the areas of the matrix where maybe it's like not appropriate to give yourself those things at those specific moments. So I, I think, uh, I just loved so much around what you were saying about how we're just going to, yeah, keep moving into that space where like, we're very deeply in the present moment and deeply responding to ourselves and deeply responding to life. And I just envision that we live in a world where that's like appropriate for everyone at all levels to like do what they need. And it's just like such a natural and normal part of life. And I also really appreciate you expressing us becoming like the walking embodiment of all of the things that we've been learning and all the tools that we've been accumulating because it really does feel like everybody has been on the this like massive 
curriculum journey for the past however many decades however many years and I really do feel like we all have so many incredible tools that it's not now all just about integration embodiment and utilizing them and how the best thing that we can do is kind of to be that walking embodiment of all those things because not only can it inspire the people that you come across Mm -hmm. to see that and be like oh I can also do that. I can also embody that. I can also act in that way. But I also loved what you spoke about in that it literally, as we awaken, it literally unlocks those places and like kind of the collective grid where it becomes easier for, you know, even someone across the planet to do that you've never met or never seen before. So I just deeply appreciate the way you, you wove all of that together in such a beautiful way. And I really do look forward. We were also just talking about how this is technically, if if you're looking inside a real astrology, today is like the full moon in Cancer. Like we were looking at the moon last mm-hmm. night with like one of those galaxy apps and mm-hmm. we're like, oh, it's like right above, it's like right on the Cancer constellation. So I think the fact that we're talking about the emotional waters and mm-hmm. and becoming you know, intimate with ourselves and our own emotions and our own energy is so, so beautiful. Uh, We also, we both practice, like, I would love to try Tai Chi Gong. It sounds amazing because I've tried Chi Gong and Tai Chi both separately before. I didn't know they had an integrative practice, but we both do a lot of Kundalini Yoga, which is a practice that has like really, I think, opened us up on a whole other level to our own energy and the way that it moves through us. And it's just such an incredibly cool experience because it's so, it's so tangible and I'm excited for like this to continue to awaken within us all and open within humanity to where we're, we're just like all operating and understanding ourselves on such a multidimensional level. So yeah, thank you for, for everything you expressed. Oh yeah. My pleasure. Thank you. And some things I thought, you know, as you were sharing, I'm like, oh, let's make sure we mention this to support people because it's, you know, talking about consciousness. So ah, resistance, let's talk about resistance because all of us have these aspects of ourselves where we may be a control freak and it might just be with one little piece. It might be private, you know, others may know it of us. Right. And it's all good. That goes back to bring the fun back into dysfunction of like, oh yeah, that's part of my, my chart. You know, that's part of my, whatever, like how I function, the elements of my being. And that's just the ego's consciousness of, and that's coming from fear. So when we have resistance or we want to control the experience, just it's really supportive to see, oh, I forgot again. I went back into that other like old, old aspect of myself, or we could say the amnesia where I feel separated off from all of creation. But actually I remember, I remember I'm one, you know, I'm one with all. So then you can, like you were sharing about feeling in and asking into like, what would be supportive for me today or in this now you can kind of close your eyes and come into yourself and call forth the fullness of your being or whatever phrasing you like that really lights you up and just say, what what do we need today? And it may be um, an ancient inner child part that still feels neglected, that wants to do something fun. Like maybe we've been working too hard. Maybe we've been taking ourselves too seriously. So we always want to look at these things, you know, fear 
and resistance are wonderful portals because if we go past them, if we continue to kind of, and again, it's different because it's not really pushing, it's more investigating, maybe even excavating, you know, like, what is this? Who, where is this coming from? Find the root of it and say, oh, cool. You know, thanks for showing me, but let's keep going because usually these things, it's kind of hard to explain in words because this is, again, we're going to try to put the quantum in a linear construct. But if you could imagine that resistance to something that charge that we feel that kind of like oh something's like trying to keep me from that you know that's letting us know that there's some amazing magnetism something's happening on the other side of that that when we go through this doorway whatever it is there's going to be some wonderful reward magic a goal that we've always had right and so just know that our programming, our ego identity, these are the pieces that may have a reason for why we shouldn't do something or wanting to control or coming from fear when things are all new. Like that was another thing that started to come through really strongly. Like in October last year, they were like, you've got to be comfortable with change because for those of us that have had any kind of trauma change initially stimulates the nervous system right and our kind of mammalian our precious mammal body consciousness that's like this sweet vulnerable animal like a little bunny rabbit the first thing that happens is it kicks on these hormones and these rushes of adrenaline that make us feel maybe the emotions of fear or trepidation or anxiety so it's it's starting to really like look at okay how, how the, the human body functions bringing in the higher consciousness to survey it and not let ourselves get pulled into the biochemistry, if you will, right? So we mm -hmm. have to see like, oh, wow, this newness is massive. I don't really know all the pieces yet. And it's making me a little afraid. It's making me a little uncomfortable. You know, this aspect of me, my nervous system is referencing this and it's kicking off this memory. Like, so I'm going to pull it all back, call my energy back to me, maybe do a little, a little walk outside or put your back up against a tree, whatever makes you feel strong, you know, like doing some supportive practices that you can feel strong and feel like, okay, let help my root kind of my root chakra kind of like unsphincter, you know, cause we can get like that. We didn't even know. And we don't even know because the body will just do it automatically as this automated response. And then maybe the next morning or a few hours later, you're like, why do I feel like stress? Like, why do I feel anxiety? Like, what is this? And then we realize, oh my gosh, my body's actually clenching unconsciously in response to all these frequencies, all of these changes. Like we have a psychic, you know, prescience, like a precognitive knowing at a body level, you know, how animals always know when there's going to be an earthquake or a storm, like they let, you know, our bodies are the same. They have an amazing intelligence and it's just sensitizing to them and asking, what are you, what are you showing me? Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So that, asking the questions like what would best benefit me right now in this moment or who is this where is this coming from in my history and my consciousness you know it could even be ancestral it could even be completely non-personal and be a collective ripple you know that we are feeling and we're like whoa what, what's going on you know because we're going to continue to feel our connections to the various collectives of consciousness regardless of where they are like people that are not yet aware of all of these tools like I feel like we're so blessed to have this knowledge and have these tools right and that's part of the mission is to get it out to as many people as possible to say hey you're okay you're going to be more than okay you're going to feel more alive than you've ever felt in your life and colors are going to be more vibrant and like mm -hmm. you're going to have more energy and all this you know it's just like just trust trust the process trust yourself so the reason 
that I felt guided to share about our kind of this nervous system kick on some of the anxiety, maybe fear, resistance, or control dynamics, which again, are just coming from fear, right? We're just looking at the basics of psychology of what happens when we bring in a new scenario kind of into our experience. The reason that I'm guided to share this is because with all of these shifts, all of these things, I mean, we're, we're having changes happen on every level of our being, and it can be a lot. So for individuals that this is new, it can kick on their fear. It can kick on all of our programming, which is, I mean, it's supposed to, so that we can witness it, clear it one piece at a time, you know, expand ourselves, liberate from these old operating systems of programming. But we want to just have people feel a little bit more prepared to know, hey, your nervous system, your biochemistry may respond to this new stimuli this way. We have this knowledge ahead of time, this awareness. Here are some great tools, you know, whether it's your kundalini yoga, breath work, going on a, a hike, doing some lovely self-care for yourself, you know, just honoring, honoring everything that comes up. And most importantly, the reason we have these fear like or any of these control dynamics come up. Why? Why is that? Well, because of a former sense of powerlessness. And we're coming into sovereignty where we actually have the conscious wisdom inside of ourselves. So wanting to invite everyone to start to understand, to start to cultivate this relationship with your inner being, with your higher self, where you can be in a dialogue, a divine communion, asking what's going on. Can you show me like, this is a lot for me. I'm, I'm feeling some fear come up around this, or I'm feeling this trust issue come up all of a sudden. I haven't dealt with this one in a while. Can you show me, please show me. And that's all we have to do. And we never knew this before, right? The whole system, the whole way we learned and acquired information, all of this stuff, right? It's all self-sourced. That's what we we have. We have that amazing opportunity. So I just wanted to make sure that I like <laughs> shared that with you all, this, this empowerment that is an innate part of our being, right? It's our inner gnosis. And it's just cultivating this relationship and remembering that we have this gift. Oh, all I have to do is ask. Shoot, you know, no one really tells us that. All you have to do is ask, right? So I just wanted to make sure that we uh, covered that because the energies are going to start to really start, you know, popping off March and, mm -hmm. and every every month going forward. And this will hopefully help people. You will start to catch ourselves, whether we're catching our ego, whether we catch a program, you know, old unconscious programming of fear, negativity, um, you know, fear of the future, fear of change. Cool. That's awesome. It's all in information it's all programming and there's nothing wrong with it that's why we came here you know we came here for the ultimate experience to see it all and experience it all and share it so I just wanted to provide that to everyone um that you know a lot more than you know <laughs> and you have a lot more wisdom buried you just gotta ask and pull it out and just sit and listen yeah oh bless you that's such yeah. a golden nugget yeah. I love it. And that's what I love so much about what you share too, because for some of us who are super sensitive to energy and everyone, as that becomes just an increasing experience, we can tune into so much. And it's true that the cosmic weather, the solar weather, the geomagnetic weather, the, the world events, other, other people's emotions, things coming up, like different information that we learn, it can be so, so much and then it's not that it's not all 100% true and all going on and all amazing information but at the same time 
I love just the energy of what you share always of, you know, it's not a problem. It's nothing to be scared of. Just come back to that zero point. I hear you talk about the zero point a lot, which is, you know, such a quantum concept of like, you know, to an extent, like we are generating all of this and it's not something that we need to be reacting to. It's something that we can just kind of recenter and just start fresh, start, start new in this, new moment and so I always really really appreciate you for that and thank you so so much Um, we love to do a little check-in body check-in in like the middle of these episodes where we do a couple deep breaths we encourage everyone to take a drink of water and then we just dive right back in so everyone listening if you know you're in a safe place you can close your eyes but um let's Just take a big inhale and exhale. And another one, inhale, exhale. And little hydration moment. (laughs) (laughs) Cheers. Um Okay. I love it. I also wanted to speak to like something else that I really resonated with that you were bringing up and was really interesting. I know it was my first time hearing about the harmonic convergence. I loved what you were saying about, you know, the 3d is so dense. It's, it's the last to catch up. We've talked about this on the podcast before. And, um, it's really interesting. This kind of a side note, but what you were saying too, about, um, feeling like the new year hadn't started and it was really going to start in the spring because we were even talking about in one of our recent episodes the quantum cocoon how like I had been picking up on this energy of like it it kind of feels like the spring even though it's not which is kind of like the inverse of what you were saying but also um yeah just that feeling of like the quantum cocoon like the void state also kind of relates to the zero point which I would love for you to share more about as well which is like we can tell that things are changing, but we, but things haven't there. It's still happening and we don't know, we don't know what's going on and what to expect. So it's like this moment of getting prepared, but also what I really was going with like this statement was when you said, you know, yeah, the 3d is the last to catch up these, these downloads, like light information, the awareness, it comes in these energetic, more subtle, less dense levels first. And then I loved how you mentioned, like you can have this moment of clarity. And then a couple of days later, it's like, you almost feel sick. Like that's honestly like the perfect way to put it. And it's like, I think that's another thing that's really, really encouraging because it's, it can be like without a bigger perspective like what happened like did I lost it like what's going on and it can be kind of stressful but it's like that perspective of like letting things integrate into the 3d and we did another episode welcome to the 5d about you know the quantum reality the new earth the golden light cities that we've heard of which I don't know if that's something that you are very interested in as well but um when we did that episode, we felt so embodied in this energy of like sharing from the 5d. And we were like, we made it everyone. And then there's times since then where we were still integrating and it was, it was a very, very high energy time. I think back in like July and, um, 
even I was talking to some friends, shout out Sabrina and Becca, sweet listeners of the podcast and my friends who um, were saying, you know, tell, tell us more about the 5D because we picked up on like what you were talking about and we're excited, but like, what, what do you mean? Like, where is it? And I was like, you know, I think it's still, it's still activating and stabilizing in all of us. Like it activates, you know, it integrates, it stabilizes. And, um, I would love to hear, yeah, your, how you feel about any and all of that. Sure. Yes. So, uh, the best way to summarize the 5d as we understand it, it's heart-based living. It's heart-based living. And it does feel like heaven. It feels like heaven on earth. And so what's happening is we get these drip drops of it, right? We get these experiences where like, oh my gosh, I feel so expanded. I feel like one with everything. Like everything is so beautiful. I can see how everything is here just for me, like in this way, you know, and we're all having this experience parallel, you know? Um, and so really it's, it's the gate, like the, the heart center is the bridge. Like, even when we look at the chakra system, like the, the yogi chakra system, like, well, the heart is air and it's right here, you know, between the, the lower dimensions, the more dense realms, and then the higher realms. So heart centered awareness. So when we say becoming feelers again and getting in touch with our emotions again, this is why it can be a, a pretty terrifying but powerful breakthrough for people, you know, nervous breakthrough, because none of us felt safe feeling. And when you talk about like all the different things that we are actually feeling, like they're coming through the fields, like whether we're consciously aware of it or not, it's hysterical because we're feeling everyone's process, the whole of, of creation and then our own on top of it. And it's like this cosmic joke, you know, but you know, so 5D is heaven on earth new earth and we get there through the heart space because that's quantum living when we're feeling through the heart like what feels like a loving response to let's say you know someone who's in having a hard time or what is loving to me right now in this moment where i have physical discomfort in my body and i have this huge to-do list oh gosh what's loving is it to push through and treat my body like a machine and abuse it or is it to listen in and feel like hmm, maybe I could do bed desk, a little hybrid action, <laughs> maybe, you know, maybe a solar charge for a little bit first, get in the sun, get my spine in the sun. Like, what do you want body? What do you want light body? Like, how can I support you? How can we be a team? It's really, it's so you see how 5d heart centered living is holographic because nothing is left out, right? Where when we lived in the cubes, you know, in 3D, everything is separated and disjointed and nothing really works very well. Or literally everything has a contraindication for something else because it's like Frankensteinian splicing, you know, <laughs> all of, you know what I mean? It's not harmonic. It's totally yeah. important, right? Mm -hmm. So 5D, you could say is, is the harmonic. It's the harmonic alignment with our highest self, our highest truth, our love as well. And I love what you're sharing about, you know, when we have these experiences of expansion and you really feel like you're there and then maybe a couple days or even the same day, something could happen and you're like, oh crap, I lost it, you know? Mm -hmm. And so what's important for all of us to know is that, you know, a lot of times our consciousness, we feel like we're in 5D, but there's still a lot that we're actually in 4D. So we get kind of a foot between worlds experience sometimes like, okay, I've got one foot in 5D, like I'm getting more comfortable with navigating this way and I'm bringing the rest of my reality gradually, you know, into that. Because basically what we're doing is we're pulling the higher realms into the physical. 
So 3D isn't physical. 3D is more of a construct of linearity and like that whole kind of prison matrix, slave abuse, like upside down, all of that stuff that just doesn't seem to make sense. And it doesn't seem to be for anyone because it's so abusive, right? That's like, that's more of like the 3D. It's a, it's a virtual reality, right? And so the physical experience, we can make whatever we would like of it in truth. It's just how how long have we held that truth and known it? And and so we'll have these experiences where, because we're in the Pacific Northwest, like here's an example where you're looking at the sky and you're like, oh my gosh, thank you so much for the bright blue sky today. Like I've had a lot of gray clouds lately. Like I appreciate you so much. And then the clouds turn into a heart to say like, we got you. Like there's this like immediate. And so we call the body now is like a biofeedback and it's this whole psychic connection, you know, to the environment, to the elementals, to all of creation. And then we kind of commingle that with the fact that each of us is our own universe. We are our own constellation. And then we get together and, you know, with those that we're in a harmonic resonance with. Right. So when you talk about losing it, you know, kind of like feeling like, oh gosh, you know, so what's happening is the light's coming in, it is lifting us up and it's also coming in and scooping out like the old, the most ancient, dark, old stuff. And we just say dark to mean density. We should just say density and distortion. Um, and so we have these experiences of contract of expansion and then we have a contractions. And what the contraction is, is the integration because the light will come in and it will show us how maybe inside of our consciousness and in the body, we were holding the old paradigm in play. So we will see where that is. We will have emotions. We will have memories. We will have experiences. We'll have really strong emotions sometimes coming up these old aspects where we were separated and they're all coming up to be reviewed for you to see literally like, Hey, look at this. This held you back. This held you back from that too. Like these are all things we were holding inside of ourselves. So the light comes down as the ultimate gift to scoop out. And at first it's an emotional roller coaster. You feel bipolar. You're like, what is going on? One moment I'm in heaven, one moment I'm in hell. Like this is a lot. And so just so people are consciously aware, this is where we can kind of get shamanic and play, you know, with the reality experience that as we're leaving the matrix, it's the hardest thing we will ever do because Everything that kept us there, how we were all intermingled, which essentially we agreed to do so that we would learn the most, right? And it's really about making sure, okay, in this moment, am I in the victim, which is the old, like feeling separated, or am I in my sovereignty, knowing that this is what I came for? And it's really interesting, like lucid acid trip sometimes, you know, <laughs> right? And so we're choosing, like, is it a roller coaster or is it, you know, a nightmare, like consciously, like reframing? But just know that when we have those moments of a lot of expansion, then it will be followed. This is part of the quantum mechanics. It will be followed by a contraction up into a point, right? Until we've done enough of this kind of like deep, I call it like deep in the swamp, like working with Pluto, you know, like going so deep and doing like our shamanic clearing, ancestral clearing, like looking at where we have what have held ourselves as less than or judged ourselves or even hated ourselves. Like there's a lot of that energy, you know, that we've taken on so much from basically like from first separation to this now you know so all of our history on earth all of our galactic history like before we we let like all the way to when we first left source you know if you will and now we're realizing like oh my gosh because i'm in a body i, I thought i was separate this whole time and that's the greatest illusion that there is right mm -hmm. so all of that also has to do with zero point because zero point is the pure moment of the now that isn't impacted on by fear of the future or referencing the pains of the past. So you're literally liberated, fully expanded. You're here in this moment and you're feeling the pure potential of everything. And you're weightless because you're free from the past and the future.
you're here in the ever-present now and it's a pregnant space it's a beautiful very potent space yeah so just to support, like, yeah, we will have a, a expansion and contraction. It's inhale, exhale. But with time, it gets easier because we've done more of that subconscious kind of rooting out, you know, a lot of that clearing that was whole, that where we were keeping ourselves small or separate or basically the heart being closed. So one really helpful thing, thanks to Lisa Transcendence Brown, who's my mentor, I called her in. I was like, okay, all the masters of the Far East are always telling us about our ego versus our higher self or our angelic self, like please help me like send someone to help me differentiate between them because uh, I don't know. I just know that one of them is more preferential. Like, and so she summarized it so beautifully and so simply where she said, you're going to notice if your heart is closed or open, if your heart is open, you feel that peace. You feel at one, you feel like you have more than enough time, more than enough energy, more than enough for everyone and yourself. And then when the heart closes, you might feel kind of like, Oh, judgmental, like critical of self, you know, possibly of others as well, or a lack, like, I don't have enough time for this. Like, oh, you want so much for me. Like, you notice like all of a sudden we're separated off. Right. And that's like the old way that we used to function was kind of more like every person for themselves. Right. It's so interesting. Yeah. It's just so interesting. <laughs> I yeah. love it. I mean, so, 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 so good. And I was thinking too, like what you were saying about how much time it can take to get aligned and you know really prioritizing that in the day and I think about that so much and I really like I feel like we encourage on the pod everyone listening it's like to the energy that you bring is everything like the if you are struggling through something to get a certain outcome like you can put in so much more effort and take so much more time and not even get the outcome and then if you put that same time into getting aligned getting your energy in a good place it can just be instant. Like it just, it happens for you. And I think that's like, yeah, something that I just personally like feel like I would really encourage everyone to not discount like how, how important that is to be feeling in a good place where you can bring, really bring your best self forward. And that is, um, I think just like really powerful and a blessing to everyone and everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. When after a certain point, we realize we don't have a choice because mm -hmm. if we operate from our unconscious programming or we try to force and push, we create karmic timelines, which blow up in our face, you know, and you get like cosmic two by fours, like, well, that didn't work out so well. <laughs> and you'll notice like when we compromise ourselves, when we make someone else more important, things like that, it doesn't go very well, you know, and the best thing to help with this because at first it's like well okay yes it's very easy to talk about it and say to prioritize yourself and your alignment but then so many other factors come into play like time management and our we have to deconstruct time in completely and start to understand and this is a huge thing that i also recommend for dr jose arwellis who found who created the harmonic convergence he was translating codes all about time and how the matrix was created with the gregorian calendar this whole thing about time and how it was a, a form of a, a system of enslavement so it doesn't even really exist so we want to make sure that we're really decompressing that feeling of like you know that rushing feeling that's a whole other thing we talk about that in tai chi gung and everyone has birth trauma or death urge so when we're rushing 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 we're running from death so when we're doing that we want to pause and be like hmm, let me have a shamanic encounter and actually meet death and see who mm -hmm. this being is what are the teachings for me rather than trying to run away from it right 
But so where I go with this is, so for me, that was the hardest piece was like, cause I'm a single mom, you know, doing all these things, like having this mission, like, Oh, there's so much that I have to like share and create. Like, how can I do it all? And Oh my gosh. And then my body's breaking down. Like I have to take care of my body. Like, Oh my God, universe. Like, are you kidding me? Like you come in here and do this in a body and like, <laughs> do it. like this is crazy, you know? And, and so one of the biggest nuggets, if I could share is that you will start to see through your experience, through trusting, through softening, through leaning in time will revolve around you. So all of a sudden you start flowing with, okay, I feel like crap today. Oh my gosh. And I have to do this. Okay. Let's see, you know, maybe we'll get through this. And then maybe that meeting gets rescheduled Mm -hmm. or you're like, oh my gosh, you know, it's just so crazy because we're so programmed to push through the pain, push through the messages, right. Of our inner being of our bodies, like to not listen and to just flagrantly ignore all the information. And then it makes it like, we're doing three times the amount of work actually for that outcome, where if we just surrender and trust and flow with what we're being shown and just trust that we will have all the time we need, that everything will flow so beautifully and harmoniously because we're listening deeply it's incredible to see how everything always works out for us. So we're really building the biggest trust muscles we've ever had because all of this is kind of invisible on some level, you know, there isn't like, it's, it's so different, you know? And so that's where we really want to also stress the feeling in. And so let's say you have a big day, you wake up and you're like, oh my gosh, like my teeth are hurting and I've got, you know, pain in my spine and I feel nauseated. Like, oh my gosh, what should I do? And you want to feel in, you want to almost a great way to imagine is like three different doors. So door A is this scenario, door number two is this scenario, door number three is this scenario. And you imagine each one, imagine each reality, go through the door and see what it is and feel in. And maybe you had this like huge something that there's a lot of pressure writing on it. Like you've got a business meeting and it feels like, hmm. I don't think I can cancel this because this is, you know, this may not work out if I cancel it. Like it truly may not based on what's going on. Like you'll get the feedback. You're going to get a feeling. Mm -hmm. Then you say, okay, I'm going to, I'm just going to prioritize my energy for this thing. I'm going to kind of like put it in a packet for this important meeting. I'm just going to pull all the energy. And so I'll literally say, okay, light body, just get me through this. Tell me what you need. And then they'll show me like, well, let's take some of these superfood powders, you know, and have a really good, you know, green juice and like what, you know, whatever, Uh, to make sure that you feel really good in order to do this. And then you can relax afterwards. So you can kind of negotiate to an extent only when it's aligned and you'll feel when it is right. Versus, Oh no, don't push through that. Don't go there today. Like don't do this, whatever, and just have to trust it. And the most fascinating piece with this is we see how much judgment we hold, you know, we're such perfectionists, which is kind of hysterical because we're all divinely perfect in our imperfections, right? And so there's so much reframing, there's so much softening of these hard edges of definitions of what it means to be productive, what it means to be, you know, like a contributor, like the more present we are, the more we realize, oh my gosh, like every breath done consciously is an act of service, you know? So our mind has these grandiose concepts. It's our minds really work in this linear fashion in extremes, you know? So we think like maybe when we were younger, like, oh, I have to give speeches in front of thousands of people because that's the only way that at that point the mind could know, you know, and then now we have YouTube. So it's like, oh, well, you don't have to be on a podium at a stadium in front of all these people and have this intense event. You can just speak online and like let it, you know, ripple through the the collective. Like, so just know that our consciousness is always or or I should say our linear ego mind is always trying to figure it out. And it's never what we think. 
So if we could just stop thinking, like if I could give you advice for the future now and beyond, just stop thinking, stop thinking and start perceiving and just catch yourself when you're thinking, oh yeah, my mind, you know, it's running amok again. Oh, you know, pull it back, drop down out of the mind into the body, you know, do some breath, laugh, drum, like whatever, you know, go pet your cat, like whatever is going to bring you back and laugh and say, thank you for showing me. I was, oh, I was really going down that train again. I have, and I'm home. I, I have, I have returned and then start over reset, reset all the time. Yes. I yeah. love that. I love when you say in your videos, the regrid click, mm -hmm. regrid click. <laughs> yeah. I totally use that since I heard you mention it, but I love all of cool. that. I mean, yeah, cool. it resonates so much. And I definitely have had that experience where I mean, I will have mentioned on the podcast before, like I had to clear out a lot of, I guess, like people pleasing programming. And I noticed like, that's just one of the biggest lessons for me in this life. Like when I have that fear of how people are going to respond and I'm able to be honest about how I feel and just let go of the outcome, the way that it works out is so, so blessed and so amazing. And like, just going through that experience over and over, it almost yeah. has become so addicting. And I feel like I've definitely gotten over that hump Um, where when now when I feel that resistance, I'm like, okay, here we go. Like we're about to get blessed as soon as we're honest about this. That's great. Yeah. That's huge. Especially for women, you know, we're all people pleasers. So that's huge. Mm -hmm. Good. <laughs> I would love to ask you, I know you were mentioning a little bit when you were speaking before about you know, the heart being like this gate. And I've heard you talk a lot about the stargates of the body and the different centers of the body. And then also about like the different power points around the planet and about how these can be gates as well. And I have heard you talk about yourself being a gatekeeper. And I just find this to be so, so fascinating. I'm, I'm someone who has often felt you know, drawn to different places around the planet for reasons that like are not necessarily logically known to me. And it always feels like very spiritual in nature. And um, I know a lot of people who also feel the same. And uh, I don't know much about this whole like stargate of the body as well. And so I'd love to hear you. Yeah, maybe share a little bit about that if you feel inspired. And also um about how we can connect to these PowerPoints that are around the planet without even having to go there. Cause I know you've mentioned that before. And I think that's a really, really cool concept. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. So let's start with, I'll just invite our listeners. If you're in a safe place to do so, to close your eyes and start to look inward through the body, starting to go within from the skin in we're landing in the body taking in the internal landscape mm, and just enjoying your breath and feeling your seat. And with each exhale, feeling yourself start to land even more deeply anchoring into your being. And as we're breathing, we're going to talk about stargates. So let's imagine now the trillions of cells in our body. Each one of those is actually a stargate, a portal. So we could just consciously invite, hey, guys, myself, I know you're listening all the time. Let's start a dialogue. Let's open the portals. Some say we have 37.2 trillion cells. Maybe it's more. But imagine opening up that many portals in your being, and they're all singing this beautiful kind of unified harmonic resonant tone of jubilation, of joy, of celebration, of gratitude. 
all open to receiving information and wisdom. So these are the powers of unifying ourselves. So there's some, that would be a great example, is just the cells of our body. And then you can also see when you're ready to open your eyes, you can even look at your arm, look at your hand and see the pores on your skin. Well, okay, so there's several million more portals that we have all throughout our body. All of our pores, they're all breathing. Everything is respirating our cells. And it's so funny because the in-breath is called inspiration in spirit. It's like, oh my gosh, you know, it's hilarious the way everything is, is perfectly lined up. And then the more we can see and see and see, it's like, oh my gosh, another great example. So the year of seven, well, we have seven major stargates in the body. If we just look at, okay, well, like the orifices of the body. So our mouth, our nostrils, our ears, you know, those are all gates. The womb for women is a stargate. The heart is an amazing stargate. The heart, that's the first one really is like when we start to open the heart, you can even like imagine like you're like opening these big, you know, iron gates or something like because at first it's work. It really, truly is. It's a consistent, conscious effort. And that's what we wanted to share. What we were taught is you'll know where you are by the quality of your thoughts and the emotions because thought precedes emotion. So if all of a sudden you're like, oh, my God. I went a little negative again. I got, you know, I got separated off somehow. Okay. Okay. I'm going to open my heart and you do whatever it takes to open it, whether it's like cute animal videos or <laughs> hearing, hearing a cute little kid, like giggling, you know, like find those. It has to be pure. It's a very pure inspired, you know, or going out and blowing on a dandelion puff, you know, whatever it is that brings you back to that pure inspired space. And then you open your heart again. So the heart is the first one because that's the only way in. And I can't tell you, like when I do sessions with people, they're like, well, I want to know how you got all of your skills and how you like see and how you have whatever, the, you know, the light body technology that comes through. And I'm like, well, I had to get all of it through going into the heart. So for a long time, when I first learned that, I was like, well, I'm screwed. You know, <laughs> that was a long time ago. I was like, oh, that's terrifying. Like leading through the heart and like, oh, you know, because to our consciousness, we don't know yet what that really is or how it's going to feel or how rewarding it is and how everyone wins when we do it. You know, it's just so funny how our consciousness is. So the heart is one of the main ones in order to start to get into those places. So that's some good examples of the many, many, many portals and stargates that we have. Then we talked a little bit today about how fear is a portal, right? Resistance is a portal because it's showing us something. So if we can, with a kind of a grateful, open heart and a curiosity, like a little child, be like, oh, what's, let me open this. What, what is it back there? What's behind it? If I go, if I soften and allow myself to feel what I'm feeling, okay, yes, I honor that. Now what? So we don't ever get stuck or fixated on anything. We keep flowing, you know? So those are some good examples how they're in our emotions and our mind, our consciousness, and also the physical body. Uh, another great thing is to look at your fingerprints and to like maybe use some ink, like some cool ink or paint them with like a magic marker and then look at your fingerprints, like actually make fingerprints of your fingers and you're gonna be like, oh my God, like the code in my fingerprints is just unbelievable. And we each have our own, right? No two are alike, so that's fascinating. Mm -hmm. Then when you talk about places, so sometimes, we're called to places because it's going to activate codons. It's all about DNA. So our DNA, each each one of us is a unique amalgam of so much, you know, encodement. And so sometimes when we go to a new place or a special place, even though they're all special, um, 
it's going to unlock different things. You know, your, your energetic exchange happening even with certain kinds of trees and, you know, stones, crystals underneath the earth, like the rock, you know, mountains, all these things, like it all unlocks different memories, different caches of, of data, you know, of Intel, it's all inside. So sometimes we go to certain places and we're like, oh my gosh, you know, here, this just unlocked this whole galactic experience for me. Like certain mountains will do that, like Shasta or Mount Rainier or uh, even Mount Adams. That's where East Eddy Ranch is, which I highly recommend if you've never been to East Eddy Ranch with uh, James Gilliland. It's uh, East Eddy, E-C-E-T-I Ranch, Enlightened Contact with Extraterrestrial Intelligence at Mount Adams. And that is a stratovolcano, just like Shasta, just like Mount Rainier. And they're like hollow earth, like there's like the Telosians in these, like it's so fascinating, you know, the what we see now is that the mountains like they just like we don't really see mountains anymore like we still do but they look like crystal pyramids now you know just from having a new that's just how she shows up like how she shows us and so you can go out on Gaia and say will you show me show me the crystalline like will you show me I want to see more I want to get to know you I want to I want to learn from you you know and she just can't wait to share so much with us and one day it will be a book it's just I've struggled with linearity of writing lately, so I haven't figuring that out, um, but it's called the Emerald Covenant. And when I moved to the Pacific Northwest and I was, it was last year, actually almost a year ago at the 22222, and I was in Lake Quinault in this really magical ancient primordial emerald rainforest, which I'm like obsessed with being out in the forests here. And I had a huge, you know, root chakra, like um, expansion moment where really deep inner child stuff around safety and security was coming up. And so I was with her in the trees with Gaia and the mosses and I was crying and I was like, can I really trust that I'm safe here? Am I safe here? Is my daughter safe here? You know, and I was having a, a nice, a good breakdown moment. And she was like, yeah, yes, you're safe here. And I'm going to give you everything that you need to thrive and to do your mission. And so, and she shared with me, this is the Emerald Covenant. When you come with an open, you know, gracious heart of service and humble service and say, I'm here, I'm here as a conduit, like, tell me what to do, show me what to do. And we're always aligning that with our, you know, our inner crystalline, inner Christos, highest aspects. These amazing experiences happen. And then she gives us the materials, you know, through inspiration to support ourselves. And to support others in meeting her and connecting with her. So a lot of that will happen going out in nature with the stargates. And you'll find like other things like others may not even know about. You're guided to a certain place and you're like, whoa, those two boulders look like gatekeepers over there. And you like walk through and you're like, I feel like I just went through something like. And so you can ask, they'll, they'll tell you, you know, you can ask them, say, ask, ask to be shown, you know, sit with the tree people, sit with the stone people, um, the sky people, the cloud people, there's so much to learn, to remember. And the thing is, we already know all of these things. We're just resurrecting, you know, like our ancient Lemurian, like all these different connections that are an innate part of our, our DNA. Mm, wow. Yeah. Thank wow. you so much for sharing. It's so activating. It reminds me of times where, you know, I've been at Mount Shasta and like gone on a certain hike and like ended up in a place where you feel like you've entered another dimension and like all of these magical occurrences and um we're also we're both from the Pacific Northwest so it's super beautiful that that okay. you're there right now and I know yeah. you've been on the big island or you're you have a lot of roots mm -hmm. in the yeah. big island where I I've lived as well so I, I love okay. that oh 
that's great. <laughs> <laughs> we have some of these connections from like these grid lines and um, awesome. So yeah. thank you so much for sharing. Yeah, my pleasure. Yeah, thanks. Those are great questions. <laughs> and then you know oh oh sorry uh-huh go ahead oh no I was just reiterating yeah definitely thank you for sharing and it, not only just what you were just saying but all throughout this conversation like my legs and my arms my face have been tingling mm-hmm. like there's just so much power and truth in what you share agreed yeah thank you thank you yeah so exciting yeah and then you know what Annika was asking sometimes what we've observed going when we've gone to Europe and like places where there's a lot more because the U.S. is still relatively young right so when we go to places where the the history is really ancient there's a lot of code there and so when we talk about grid workers and gatekeeping and stuff like that like the first time I went to Europe it was on an educational tour because my mom was a teacher so that was the way we were able to go which was so nice and we were in Normandy on the coastline and there's this you know, there's these huge pits where the bombs landed and now they're all grass, but you can walk down and into them. And I was 16 and someone was like, put a lantern, like an imaginary lantern in the middle so that the souls here can see their way out. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so I did. And so then that, that, so that's where the grid working started was where I was like, and then I was in the South of France and I was like, there's like some feminine magic and we didn't even have the languaging yet we didn't know about mary magdalene and the divine feminine like we had no idea but those codes were being activated and there was this particular chateau when i was in the forest and i was like and i found this like tomb like a mausoleum for like a, a princess or a queen or something and that was all like now i know oh those were all grail lines and like mary magdalene and sophia and all that but at that time i didn't know you know it's hilarious because then you go forward like 16 years and it's like a huge part of my life, you know? So going to Europe, going to these ancient places, exotic locations, um, if you can, you know, and hopefully it'll become easier again to travel soon. Travel is supposed to be uh, a green light this year with the rabbit energy, it's just feeling in. But that being said, if you can't go in the physical, there are a lot of other ways that you can go. And um, one of them, there's this amazing program uh, around the world in 80 gardens with Monty Don, who's like, he has such sweet energy and he's like a master gardener from England and he goes all over and he's, he's looking at it from a gardening perspective, but Taj Mahal and like all over India, like places where it may be more difficult to go right now for various reasons. And then the other one, Graham Hancock, ancient apocalypse. I mean, he's going to some of the most ancient sites in the world and deep under the ground. And so what you can do is you can watch these shows and just allow your consciousness to be soft. And then you can like insert yourself there, you know, or you can actually like psychically say, okay, I want to connect to those ley lines in meditation and have pictures of the places, you know, where we're not limited to anything. I mean, it's really amazing. And then when you mentioned being called to certain places, it made me think of the astro, um, astro, I want to say astro cartomancy or I can't oh, remember photography. These... Yes. Thank you. Astro cartography, <laughs> you know, and you can see like, Oh, wow. I've got this line going through this. That's really interesting. You know, no wonder I'm called there or whatever. Really interesting. So that's a fun way to play too. You can just pull that up a free, you know, chart on astro.com. You can do it. Just plug in your birth chart and you can look at literally the whole planet, like uh, on, you know, flat, like a huge map and it'll show you all these things. And that may also just even looking at like, oh my gosh, I'm looking at, you know, Zanzibar and I've never even been there. Like just even saying the name of that place could all of a sudden activate a memory or call something forth, you know? 
So it's it's so fun because all we have to do is just be open and and excited and um and ask. <laughs> yeah, and there's no limits, you know. Yeah. Mm. Absolutely. So amazing. That. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it reminds me of um the book The Alchemist, how the boy just goes out and he just has to be open and he goes on this insane grand adventure just by like <laughs> reading the signs of the universe and like following the calls of his heart. And mm. it just really touched me the story of like you putting out the lantern and it's so potent to remember that these things that we feel called for that you know are beyond like the box of the mind like there can be such deep power and meaning in them and it can be for such grand reasons beyond what we could conceive in a way that's like connected it's like information that comes from the space of the interconnectedness of the entire universe and like the real big picture reality so I think that's just like so fun and magical to remember that you know when we get into that heart space and and we kind of tune into this greater guidance it's this magical adventure that we don't have to understand or come up with ourselves we're kind of just like the treasure hunters the receivers the people who you know are the feet on the ground taking the action and then like get to witness what what fruit comes from that so thank you oh yeah I love that you said that and that just know that that's true for so many of us like now we have the languaging of like okay a grid worker but it's like, you're just guided like, oh, I'm going to, I feel really inspired to bring crystals to this river or mm-hmm. this, you know, whatever. And I'm going to just offer them because I just love Gaia so much. I'm so grateful. Like, here's a gift. And then, you know, years later, maybe you might, you get the reasoning behind it. And part of that is so that we don't mess it up, you know, so we don't trip over it because, you know, our egos, our consciousness, we overthink and all this. And so they'll give us like divine directive and you just go for it. You just do it and have fun. Mm -hmm. And then later you'll know why. And then that's really fun too. Cause you're like, oh, that's why I did that years ago. That's why that happened. Wow. That had to happen for this. And then the more these things start to accumulate, then you realize like even the the gnarlier experiences, you know, we did sign up for everything. You see how it all collapsed into this now to help us be this now, to be who we are right now. You know, it's it's so much fun mm-hmm. and it starts to really support trusting more. You know, when we look back, we're like, okay, well, everything always worked out so far. So, okay. <laughs> you know, like when you have those intense moments, I call those like the birth squeeze moments, you know, where you're like, oh my God, I'm getting, I'm getting so squeezed into this, like, <laughs> and it's so uncomfortable and I can't even see it, but I feel it. It's like, what the heck, you know, just to have more fun with it all. <laughs> I love it. And I think this is just kind of like a small point, but I've been asked before, like when I mentioned Leilai's in conversation like what are they and I was like oh my gosh I'm like talking about them and like I know they're like powerful energetic like lines could you like give some context and background for anyone who might be curious like what they are yeah I mean there's there's special lines you could look up in Europe the Michael and the Mary lines those are fascinating but the ley lines, and, and the thing is now there are multiple layers of everything that we talk about so there's the ley lines that like you know, a lot of people have agreed upon. So remember, there's always consensus realities with stuff of where they are. So people will say something like, oh, well, this is the root chakra of the world. And this is the heart chakra of the world. And this is the navel of the world. Well, in my findings, there are multiples of those, you know, so there's never really just like one. And that's kind of part of that holographic way. But there's these kind of like, hard to explain it has to do with the magnetics of the planet alignment with the stars and constellations and all of this there's these special lines of energy that go all across and you can just look up ley lines and see how they're kind of like crisscrossed around all of the continents and then where they kind of um they intersect it creates like chakra points kind of on the planet 
but the thing to remember with this is that nothing is uh it's never just one way right and so there's multiple layers um multiple dimensions of things because there's multiple dimensions of the planet too so maybe there's ley lines for you know supporting the patriarchy getting to a certain point right and then it's gonna like it's going to collapse and the next wave is going to come in and then there's a whole other so there's like crystal templates on top of everything else that we activate and so like you go to Sedona and you're like with the red rocks and then you start to see like oh my gosh this looks like a Hindu temple over here and then this looks like a Sumerian temple and then this looks like an Aztec temple but they're literally the same outcropping of rock it's like what is going on and so things kind of start to you know blend and merge it's it, it becomes very interesting but essentially you know the old definition of the ley lines was that they were these special kind of points and lines of energy along the planet and if you look at a lot of the ancient architecture back in the day in Europe and even here in the U.S. things were built on top of them because they knew so where the pyramids are all over the world where there are pyramids and different mounds that they're discovering they were always around sacred sites a lot of times it was a spring like a really sacred spring coming out of the earth you know so yeah that's that's a little bit about them <laughs> I love that. And I think we've talked before another, another video. I don't know if you've ever heard on YouTube of Indigo Angel, but she made this amazing video of like activating the swan grid, the dove grid expanding into the swan grid. So I definitely resonate with what you're saying of like, there's these different energetic templates. Mm -hmm. They can be overlaid on each other mm -hmm. and activated, you know, holographically in our consciousness. Mm -hmm. at different times and then that reflects through Gaia on the earth and so thank you so much for mm -hmm. explaining that a little bit yeah yeah you're very welcome <laughs> mm -hmm. this is so it. beautiful do you yeah. feel like you have any other burning questions or well I think this has been just like beyond my dreams like the most amazing conversation <laughs> I think I would love to give you the opportunity to share like I know you offer these amazing services which is definitely like in my intention to get a reading from you I haven't yet but maybe let our listeners know anyone who would want to work more closely with you like how they could go about it Mm -hmm. yeah thank and you if so you have much. any final thoughts or things yeah. you want to share feel free totally well. okay okay thank you well my youtube channel you know if you find me marissa indigo or um divine dna blueprint mystery school uh, is that's the name of my mystery school my website is divine dna blueprint because it's all about art.com <laughs> because it's all about essentially remembering who we really are like once we remove all of the social programming and conditioning and all the ancestral stuff like all the stuff we came to transcend so divine dna blueprint.com is a great way to find me um i'm working on my website right now to like give it a facelift but i do offer um soul like quantum soul readings uh in the oracle state um to support you having intuitive solutions and essentially i'm a sacred mirror so you know everything is always like right in front of us or we're literally standing on it it's floating around in our fields and sometimes we need some support to to see right so i'm here to, as a catalyst to support you to see more deeply and also come up with solutions so i'm also you know star person as, as we all are star light beings and helping to come up with light systems i call them which are customized quantum systems for the individual uh, based on you and your life and your trajectory and your your own blueprinting, uh, coming up with solutions for you to bridge the gap between like who we see ourselves to be, right? Like who we want to be, 
the past us, like literally having our own harmonic convergence experience of who we want to be. Um, and then I have a mystery school where essentially I've lived the ascension journey where we're always going to do that and we're learning all the time. And, and so I like to share what worked well for me. Um, <laughs> so the mystery school on Thinkific. So all of that's on the website. I guess that's the best way to get a hold of me is on my website. Um, yeah. So thank you. And um, let's see. Well, in closing, I'm just trying to think if there's anything else that I, I had a bunch of notes here. Um, mm, no, I guess I'm not really seeing anything. Yeah. I don't know if you guys have any more questions about anything or any other you topics you want to so, so yeah, much. A lot, yeah. I do want to tell you like how I came across you and see if it rings any bells. Like I found you in the comments of um, a subliminal maker, Dr. Virtual oh, Seven. You did? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I was I like, love oh, him. I love him. Wait, sorry. What, what are you saying? I love him. He's so great. Dr. Virtual Seven. Yeah. Okay. Yes. I love, I mean, we love, that's kind of the origin of this podcast is like we, I mean, we use all kinds of tips and protocols and techniques, but we started out, you know, sharing about, um, subliminal affirmations. And for me, like I resonate a lot with the comments on different videos and see, you know, what I think about just get a vibe on the video from the vibe I get from the comments. And I remember first discovering Dr. Virtual Seven. And now, you know, we're both huge fans of him and um, looking in the comments and seeing a comment by you. I don't know what it said, but it was like so supportive. And I was like, hey, let me go to this woman's profile and see if she's kind of like the real deal. Because if I get a good vibe from her, then like this comment is definitely a total vote of confidence. And then I don't remember the first video I watched of yours that I was just like, Oh my gosh. It's just so funny. Like the little chain of events, because now like I am always checking for your videos and like, I love when it gets posted. I'm just so happy that, you know, I found you and you are the one who kind of gave the stamp of approval on Dr. Virtual Seven, who I've also benefited so much from. So I just wanted to, I think, share that and just like it's a funny story I think that's awesome that's so cool well thank you that's so nice it's always nice to know you know how how we come across one another it's it's just so cool <laughs> yeah yeah thank you mm -hmm. that was so fun and I was also wondering are you still making your cacao because I saw that you have that um I checked out your website and it all looks so incredibly amazing oh. and high vibe <laughs> um but I didn't see that there was like any available for purchase I sold, it. I sold the business you I sold did business. good for you Thank Congratulations. You. Thank you. And so I'm waiting until she feels ready to get it on online. Yeah. Totally. So I'll still kind of be supporting her as a consulting role yeah. to help her get online. And so it's a, another, a fellow cacao priestess. Yeah. I actually met her in the Oracle training program. Amazing. So that's super cool. Um, uh -huh. But yeah. Yeah. So thank you for asking about that. It'll oh be, gosh, yeah. it looks so beautiful and amazing, but that's exciting that, that you were able to like make moves and um, yeah. pass it on to someone else who, who you've shared some codes with. So yeah, thank you. Yeah. Yes, and I definitely look forward to seeing, you know, how you continue to expand and um how we do too. And I hope this isn't our last conversation. Yeah, um, but thank you so so much for everything you share, for spending your time with us today, for blessing our listeners with your wisdom. Um, I really appreciate it. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. It's so great to connect and to share. You know, it's all about the code sharing, right? Mm -hmm. 
can support everyone. So thank you to both of you. And thank you to your lovely audience out there. Just sending you all lots of, of love and courage and encouragement and excitement, passion for the journey. We came here for this and it's finally starting. So it's like, okay, you know, whether you're riding the magic carpet or sometimes you feel like you're holding onto the tassels of the magic carpet, like have fun, just have fun with it, you know? Yeah. A whole and, new world. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that is Latin code. For yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> thank you so much, ladies. Well, thank Yay. you, Marcia and Nicole. Blessings. Yeah, blessings to you and your daughter. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Yes. Thank you so much. Same to you. Bye-bye. <laughs>